0: This is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor, welcoming you to this BCI podcast, number 68. This one is titled Volatility, Our Friend or Enemy. And we're going to do a technical analysis of the post-crash decade from 2008 to 2019. Let's start off by looking at the two faces of implied volatility, the good news and the bad news. First, the definition of implied volatility. This is the forecast of the underlying stock's price volatility as implied by the option prices in the marketplace. So those prices will dictate what the investors are thinking as they buy and sell options. Now, implied volatility is generally based on a one-year timeframe. So if we see an implied volatility for example of 25% and we're doing one week or monthly options that doesn't mean that the implied volatility is 25% for that contract period it just means that that's the implied volatility over a one year time frame now there are equations where you can calculate the IV for that specific time frame but we're not going to get into it in this particular podcast The implied volatility stats are also based on one standard deviation. That means its accuracy is normally 67% that it'll fill in over that range, over that implied range. So implied volatility is very, very important, but there are some flaws in the statistics itself. Now, the good news or the advantage of high implied volatility is that the IV is directly related to the option premiums that we generate when we sell options. So we get higher premiums. Yes, that's the, uh, the pros of high implied volatility. But on the other hand, high implied volatility also means greater risk to the downside. So where we fall on the implied volatility that's right for us is directly related to the percentage return we're looking for in terms of time value. So we always set an initial time value return goal range before selecting the appropriate options for our goals and personal risk tolerance. In my case, it's two to 4% for one month for near the money strikes, and I'll go up to 6% in a very strong bull market environment, but never higher. Now, that may be right or wrong, for other investors, but once we establish what's appropriate for us, we should stick to to that particular structure. Now, let's go back to the crash of 2008. I know you probably don't want to, but for purposes of this podcast, let's do that. So, at that point uh, for the year, calendar year 2008, the market declined in value almost 40%. That scared a lot of retail investors, and many of them, unfortunately, never returned to the stock market. And of course, for the next decade, the market went up significantly. So it crashed in 2008 and then recovered, and a lot more over the next 10 years. Now, starting in March of 2009, the recovery started in, in, at an historical rate. And this podcast uh, was based on stats through the end of 2019. So, if we looked at a chart of the CBOE Volatility Index, the VIX, also known as the Investor Fear Gauge, from 2008 through 2019, we would see that there was a huge spike at the end of the calendar year 2008 relating to the crash. And then uh, by the end of 2019, the VIX had returned to very low levels. So it spiked up at about 80, and then went down to about 12 in 2019. So as the market declined, the VIX went up, and as the market recovered, the VIX went down. So that kind of establishes the inverse relationship between the VIX or the CBOE volatility index as it relates to the S&P 500 or the overall market. Now if we had did a comparison chart of the VIX versus the S&P 500 from 2008 through 2019 from a percentile vantage point, we would see that the market itself after crashing was up 197% over the next decade while the VIX declined by 63%. Once again, upholding that inverse relationship between the VIX and the overall market performance. Now in 2020, we had the coronavirus issue, which in March of 2020, the market uh, declined significantly. So if we looked at a three-month chart from January through March, when that crash occurred, we would see that the VIX was up a huge 376% as the S&P 500 declined by 25%. So once again, it becomes very, very apparent regarding this inverse relationship. So what lessons can we learn from this? Well, we know that when we are selling options with covered call writing or with cash secured puts, that these generally are conservative strategies for conservative investors who have capital preservation in mind. So uh, our goal is to then generate small, but consistent returns. I use sports analogies. We're looking to hit singles and doubles, not grand slam home runs. However, when the volatility is high, we should always favor defensive positions because that means we're always at risk to the downside. So if we're selling covered calls, we may want to look to in-the-money covered calls. So we have that additional intrinsic value component of the premiums to give us additional downside protection. And if we were using cash-secured puts, we would use deeper out-of-the-money or lower strikes uh, for the cash-secured puts, which would give us additional protection to the downside. Now, if and when volatility declines, then we could take more aggressive positions at that point in time, and we could turn to out-of-the-money strikes, and very slightly, almost at-the-money, cash-secured puts. So the strategies can be crafted to what is going on in the overall market today, and we could change it, and we could reassess our evaluations on a weekly or monthly basis, depending on the contract expirations that we decide on. Now, there are other factors as well, like chart technicals, personal risk tolerance. So, the conclusions that I'm coming to as it relates to volatility should be used as guidelines. And then you could start factoring other, other things in, like, you know, are you the type of person that sleeps better at night if you only used in the money strikes? So, then you wouldn't use additive money strikes. But I'm giving some guidelines here, and then you can take that and you can tailor it to your specific needs. Let's summarize this BCI podcast 68. So a macro view of market volatility from the crash of 2008 for the next decade makes a case that high volatility is a negative. Normally speaking, a high VIX means a declining market. Now, uh, we use conservative option selling strategies, so high high market volatility is um, a negative for us. And uh, if we do have that, we could still make money, but we should craft our positions to be more defensive ones. Now, with declining or even a consolidating VIX at historically low levels, that's a bullish signal. And that should guide us to take more aggressive positions, as I said before, out-of-the-money call options and closer to at-the-money put options. I always like put options to be out-of-the-money so we can go deep out-of-the-money to be defensive and just slightly out-of-the-money to be more aggressive. So that ends this BCI podcast number 68. Uh, I always remind those of you listening in on these podcasts to take uh, advantage of all the free resources. We're very proud of them on the BCI web website, www.thebluecollarinvestor.com Specifically look for that free resources link at the top black bar of our web pages. Also have a look at the beginner's corner, which are two eight part video tutorials, one for cover call writing, one for selling cash secured puts. You can download the power points and those uh, videos are absolutely free. We have a litany of blog articles, and so much more. The blog page, by the way, also has a form where you could sign up for our free weekly newsletter, which consists of articles I write every week with educational components as it relates to option selling. Now, in our bluecollarinvestor.com store, we have um, online uh, video lessons uh, that can be purchased individually or bundled. Uh, we have a uh, at a dozen calculators and spreadsheets. Our books are available in ebook format, as well as soft covers, and a couple of them are also available as hard covers. We also have a trade planner and online mentoring programs towards the bottom of the store. So feel free to take advantage of all of the educational products we have available that will help us master these conservative strategies. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this BCI podcast, number 68, Volatility, Our Friend or Enemy. I hope you enjoyed it. And most importantly, I hope it puts some cash in your pockets. As always, this is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor. Take care, everybody.